Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. I'm starting a series called Serving God is an Honor. Serving God is an Honor. Now, we're talking about the church. We're trying to understand how the church functioned in the early days. That's why I took you through the whole series of prayer. We're talking simultaneously about the cells. Now I want you to understand what is your involvement? What does the Bible say about it? What are you supposed to be doing? You know, Because many people lack understanding in this area. It is an honor and a privilege to serve the Almighty God. I got two amens on that. I said it's an honor and a privilege to serve the living God. Well, not having the right understanding and the right mindset has kept people from truly serving God. Many are under the impression that they're serving God because they come to church on a Sunday. They think they're doing God a service by coming to church on a Sunday. What you don't understand is you're not serving God. God is servicing you on a Sunday. After you drive a car or a bike for a certain distance, what do they do? They service it so it can continue to perform well. That's what happens on a Sunday. You're not serving God. God is serving you. That's what's happening on a Friday. That's what's happening on a Sunday. So if you're just walking, if you brought somebody, that's different. But if you're just walking into church by yourself and you think, I'm serving God. I mean, so many people don't come to church. At least I'm going to church. So God must be happy. You are the one that loses and dries up when you're disconnected from The main tree. He said. He is the tree. And we are the what? The branches. When the branch disconnects. The trunk does not. Deplete. Or dry up. It's a branch that dries up. So when you don't come to church. Watch this. For say three weeks continuously. The fourth week becomes a struggle. Because now the fire is dying. If you've been to a bonfire, you will see a lot of logs being placed. And and the fire is roaring. Now you take one of those logs and pull them out and put it on the side. Give it some time. The moment you pull it out, the intensity of the fire on that particular log is immediately low. Now you leave it there for some time, it will die. That's what's happening with many Christians. They don't understand. Well, I'm watching on television. God never designed for church to be run through television. I'm on television. I don't encourage anybody to miss church and watch television programs. No, 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 no. It is something in addition to this. It is not in place of Come on now, amen? 
Television does not take the place of being connected and being planted in a local church. Local church was designed by God for our benefit, our growth, our maturity. So we can become disciples of Jesus and manifest God in this decadent world. Come on. Amen. So you're not serving God by coming to church. And there are others who feel it's not their responsibility to really be serving God. It's their responsibility to go and work in a corporation, go work for the government, go work for somewhere else or someone else. And they have this opinion or this mindset, I'm giving every Sunday and that is for salaries for the pastors and the full-time workers. They are the ones that should be working. That's a mindset of, generally speaking, that's a mindset from all denominational backgrounds. And I come from a denominational background myself. I used to think like that. And then there are those that feel it's below their dignity to serve God. That it is done by widows. It is done by unemployed people. And it is done by riffraff fellows. It's not for the high classy people, you know, that drive in nice cars, have a high position in the government, that are respected in the... It's not for them. They feel like... That when they walk into the church, they need to be respected by the pastor himself. And they get offended because they don't get the first seat. And to them, serving God is a very foreign thought. Because to them, the church is something way down in their mind. And some of them are the idea, who is going to go to church? I can actually get a pastor to my house. I'll pay him. So I don't want to go to church. Nothing can replace the place of a church. Now listen carefully. David the king had prophets and priests come to him. They came and they spoke to him the word of God in his, while he was seated on the throne. In his own residence. In the seat of the government. But that never stopped David from going to the house of the Lord. He said his soul, his heart longs to be in the house of the Lord. He said it's better to be a doorkeeper at the house of the Lord. Just because a pastor visits your house. And prays for you. And preaches for 10 minutes. Don't think you don't need to go to church. So we need to get out of that haughty feeling of I'm somebody. When you feel that you're somebody, get ready. God is going to make you a nobody. How long are you here for? Maximum 120? In that how long are you in the government service? Or in the political circles. Maximum 20, 30, 40 years. After that what? 
there is an eternity up there. And you go there and say, I was so and so. He said, who? You? What? The rich man. Who had several servants serving him. On golden platters. Said to Abraham. Father Abraham. Let that Lazarus. Who was a leper. Who was dying at my gate. Let him dip his finger. In water. Let a drop be dropped on my tongue. What happened to his wealth? What happened to his position? What respect does he have in eternity? While the one that was despised. Looked down. And the dogs licked upon. Was somebody that was to reckon with. I hope I'm getting through to you. Whatever you are today my friend. And whatever your position is. And however wealthy you are. It's the grace of God that has placed you there. Never ever boast of your own intelligence. Wisdom or hard work. It's all nothing without his grace. So always remember. That God has placed you in a place of high honor. For a reason. If you're making more money, it's for a reason. If you're in a place of authority, it's for a reason. If you're in a place of influence, it's for a reason. And the bottom line reason is, the kingdom has to grow. What are you doing with the resources you have? The position you command, the authority you have, the dominion you have, the influences granted you. What are you doing with this to expand the kingdom of God? How dare you think... It is below your dignity to serve God. And then there are those that have. In the government service. Highly placed officials. And maybe you are one of them. Over here this morning. And I I don't want you to take offense. I'm just sharing it with a heart of burden. And love for you all. Or maybe you're in high up in the corporate rung. I don't know. Corporate world. Wherever you are. Don't ever say I don't have time to serve God. I'm going to show you why. But there should never be a phrase or a sentence that you will ever say. I don't have time to serve God. I was reading about John D. Rockefeller. Let me read something for you. John D. Rockefeller Sr. was arguably the greatest businessman of all time. At one point in his life, his net worth, adjusted for inflation, was estimated to be the largest in the world history. And this is what they have to say about him. He was a very committed Christian and many believe to be the most benevolent person of all time. That means he gave Rockefeller, listen to this, Rockefeller attended church every Sunday as well as prayer meetings on Friday nights for his entire adult life. 
Learn something from the wealthiest and the richest man of the world. That means he gave priority to God. Don't tell me you're more busy than Rockefeller. Then if you are that busy, show me. So I, I can come on a Sunday, but I can't come on a Friday. Yeah, really? How important is God in your mind? Listen to this. He was a faithful congregant of the Erie Street Baptist Mission Church where he, listen to this, where he taught Sunday school, served as a trustee, a clerk, and a janitor. Whoa. That's humility. The richest man in the world working in his local church as a janitor. I have been in churches where wealthy businessmen work in the parking lot. I'm not talking about just making a few million. I'm talking about people that own airplanes. Serving in the church in the menial jobs. When you serve God, it's an honor. It is recorded in heaven. Why are we talking about Rockefeller in church? Not because he was a wealthy man. Come on. But because we are seeing his Christianity was a practical Christianity. Not because he just went to church on Sunday and Friday. But he was so committed to his local church. Not coming to one church, you know, and... uh, Also serving in another church. And also serving in another church. Hey, I'm not saying you should not help other ministries. But your first commitment should be in the church where you're planted. And then if you have time. In his church. The wealthiest man. Served as a trustee. Served as a clerk. Which means he kept books. Maintained records. Worked in the church office. Now can you imagine. Compare his office to the church office. How humbling would it be for the wealthiest man. To walk away from his office. That is seated probably on the 50th floor. All glass around looking beautiful view. Coming into a little church office. With just no view at all. And hardly any equipment. To maintain the records well. Are you getting what I'm saying? And saying I love it. Why did he do it? Because he loved God. Your love for God. Needs feet. Not words. Not, I should say, not just words. It needs some feet. I'm asking you this question this morning. If you were to stand before the Lord today, can you share with him if he said, what have you done for me? 
in your local church. He might not start with that. He might say, were you blessed in your... Oh yes, Lord Jesus, we were truly blessed. Did you learn something in the church? Yes, Lord, we learned. Actually, let me share a testimony. I was sick when I came to that church, but I got healed. And Lord Jesus, you know what? I was broke, but I became a wealthy man. Oh, he said, well, well, praise God, I rejoice with you. And then you tell your story and says, okay, let me ask you a question. You got all this blessing. You're elevated. You're increased. You multiplied. You became a force to reckon with. All that happened at no cost in your church. What have you done to contribute in a practical manner in building the church? So even if you have to stand on the street there and direct cars, you're doing it because you love God. If you're picking up the offering, you're doing it because you love God. You're coming early to organize everything because you love God. Whatever is done in the church, the root for it must be because you love God. Not because of salary, not because of what support, not because of anything. But just because you love God. So let me ask you a question. Do you love God? Don't answer. Don't be quick. I'm not looking for an answer. Don't answer me. Answer your conscience. Do I love God? Oh, I'm doing my ministry. I know you're doing something on your own. I know you support here, you support there, you support here. And because you want to help somebody and you love that somebody, you will go and spend some time over there in that church. Come back here and once in a while go back over there. I'm not stopping you from all that. But I'm asking, what are you doing to establish? And let everybody know, this is my church. He is my pastor. I love my God. I love my pastors. And I'm helping and I'm serving God in this house. I do that. Let's put value to what you do in the house. Does it wor- is it worth anything? See, if you were doing parking, I would have had to pay somebody to come and help me. But you are helping the church by cutting that away. Amen? So in what practical way Are you working for the Lord? Never forget. You were created for his pleasure. To please him. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.